Welcome to episode 6 of the Principal Liner Notes podcast. This podcast explores the intersection where passions meet, meld, and inspire. In this case, we discover that synergy within lessons learned from music and education. Pretend that this podcast is like the back of an album cover you have just purchased and you are reading a set of liner notes. You remember liner notes. They were either banal and insipid in execution and revealed nothing about the music. I prefer the other category of liner notes, those that attempted to capture the essence of the music and the words written bordered on poetry and impressionism. In this case of the podcast, these are digital liner notes. I hope not to stray too far in the banal and insipid category while you listen. My name is Sean Gaylord, and I am a middle school principal. I am the author of The Pepper Effect. That book explores my passions for the Beatles and the schoolhouse, and this podcast explores my passion for all things music and education. This episode is entitled, The Revolt from Headquarters. We are going to check into the time when the Monkees revolted against the status quo and recorded their 1967 album, Headquarters. Along the way, we will take a lesson from the band to the schoolhouse. I cannot and will not apologize for the Monkees. I am an unabashed second generation fan. I have all the records. I have both seasons of their TV series on DVD. I own a copy of their 1968 film, Head. I have countless box sets. I have vinyl albums in my collection. Yes, I am a fan. My childhood is filtered with memories of watching them on television after morning kindergarten class during my early childhood days in Los Angeles. I pretty much watched the Monkees' renaissance take place in real time on a February weekend on MTV during the Pleasant Valley Sunday Marathon. It was 1986. Their albums still spin on my turntable. I can recite choice lines from their television series. The Texas Prairie Chicken Blooper Reel still sends me into divine laughter. Porpoise Song, the soundtrack theme song from their ill-fated but groundbreaking 1968 film is one of my anthems. This brilliant gem of poetry and psychedelia written by Carol King and Jerry Goffin. Yes, those two that have given us such hits as Up on the Roof. And of course, Carol King went on to record that 1970s masterpiece of an album, Tapestry. If you're listening to this podcast on Anchor, here is a snippet of Porpoise Song by the Monkees.
If you're listening to this on Anchor, then you just heard a snippet of Porpoise Song by the Monkees, a true gem of a masterpiece. If not, then you must check out that song sometime. It is a timeless song that still resonates and was featured prominently several years ago in an episode of Mad Men. Even as I say those words, I feel myself still defending the Monkees, a band that is considered to be a punchline, the source of a TV theme sing-along, a cauldron of critical derision, the band still not even inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Imagine we are visiting our local used record store again. Another mild debate ensues on the virtues of the monkeys. You may not agree with the musical merits I am extolling. I am not only standing by their collective comedic genius as displayed on their 1960s television show. You might be mildly impressed that Jack Nicholson co-wrote and produced their 1968 film Head. You may even be impressed that Going Down, the B-side of Daydream Believer, is rumored to be Lou Reed's all-time favorite song. You just may be tired of me preaching about the monkeys. We come across a tattered 45 of the monkeys. On the A-side is A Little Bit Me, A Little Bit You. It's written by Neil Diamond, who also wrote that other behemoth hit for the band, I'm a Believer. I reference the B-side, penned by monkey member Michael Nesmith. He was the one in the band who wore the wool hat, and yes, his mother did invent liquid paper, and Nesmith later on went to invent MTV. The B-side is called The Girl I Knew Somewhere. It features Michael Nesmith, the song's author, on chunky rhythm guitar. Peter Tork plays the harpsichord and invokes Johann Sebastian Bach. Mickey Dolan sings a wistful lead and maintains a solid backbeat on drums. With the quintessential frontman, Manchester Cowboy, Davy Jones on background vocals and hitting the tambourine with full dramatic force. Here's the girl I knew somewhere if you are listening on Anchor. The Girl I Knew Somewhere by the Monkees is the first time that their recorded efforts feature them playing together as a real band. It is the sound of revolution. It is the sound of Bob Dylan going electric for the first time. It is the sound of the Beatles walking away from Candlestick Park and the lucrative lure of live performance to embrace the studio innovations of Sgt. Pepper. It is Tina Turner echoing Phil Spector's wall of sound into musical submission on River Deep Mountain High. It is the sound of the shedding of the status quo. The monkeys walking away 
from the fabricated contrivances of television and recording studio politics. Tired of being cast as teen idols and assuming the pretense of a struggling rock band that surrounded so many episodes of their television series. The monkeys broke through the fourth wall. They broke through that fourth wall on television and embraced that same spirit of rebellion as they donned their own musical instruments after being ridiculed for not playing on their signature hits like Last Train to Clarksville and I'm a Believer. Defying convention and the comfort of adulation and being aboard a hit-making machine, the Monkees set out to make their own artistic statement and recorded an album of their own instrumental and songwriting making. What resulted is the album Headquarters. It is a beautifully wrought album of garage rock, pop music transcendence, and collaboration all played in the key of rebellion. I might add it's my favorite Monkees album. The entire enterprise of walking away from corporate expectations is a tremendous risk. We are talking profits generated by the popular culture echelons of television and radio. These were the ultimate forms of media at that time during the 60s. Tampering with that established formula was akin to career and professional suicide. Headquarters by the Monkees stands as a testament of rebellion for the band. They recorded that album and persevered. Although there were no hit singles from the album, Headquarters rose to number one on the Billboard charts, only to be knocked out from that spot the following week by The Beatles with Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. In my book, The Pepper Effect, I explore the notion of walking away from tried and true practices in order to grow like the Beatles did. Taking a page from Beatle history, I write about how the grind of live performance wore on the band and they simply stepped away to experiment more in the recording studio. This move led to the sonic masterpiece we now know as Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, considered to be one of the greatest albums of all time. Although the Monkees did not create an album of monumental proportions like Sgt. Pepper as the Beatles did, I feel their intentional embrace of rebellion is embedded within the same marrow. The monkeys do have a lesson for the schoolhouse. There are tried and true practices out there that many educators subscribe to willingly. I will not label or list the ones that I believe to be overly tried and true. I'm not here to judge. Simply put, there are things that have outlived its usefulness and in some cases border on educational malpractice. I don't believe that the vast majority of our noble profession sets out to do willful educational harm. Maybe we just need a hint of courageous rebellion in service and support of our kids to try something that is different. 
that courage may require us to reach out to our students or families or colleagues to find support in placing new cards on the table. We, as members of this noble profession of education, we are setting out to change the world. We are here to inspire our students to greater heights, to create a better future, a better world. It also means that those who are comfortable zooming out of their respective comfort zones need to reach out to those who are peeking over the fence longingly. I am not advocating standing on tables or staging contrived selfies. Rather, I say keep it real and sincere. Sometimes those in perfect warts need to stay in the mix. Headquarters by the Monkees is filled with beautiful imperfections from the band, but it works and stands as a masterpiece in my mind because it is created with a collective grit and love from the band. It's as if they are saying to the listener on each track, this is from our hearts as a band. Love the Monkees. Walking away from the status quo is a profile in courage. It is not easy to walk away from the safe confines of the tried and true. I know, I've been there. I say this as I attempt to do the very same within this very podcast. I don't claim to be an extraordinary podcaster, and I'm still learning the ropes of the podcast realm. You've probably heard a few imperfections along the way within this podcast, and that's okay. We have to be in tune with ourselves as noble educators meeting the needs of our kids. Follow your heart and the hearts of our kids. The courage will be there. I remember the first time I brought music in the classroom as an English teacher. It was She's Leaving Home by The Beatles also off the Sgt. Pepper album. I followed the voices of my students in terms of them creating visual interpretations of the song. I wanted to do something different. I didn't want to read 38 essays or grade 47 multiple choice quizzes. The class and I went down many rabbit holes together and got stuck at a few detours. There was joy in the journey of creation and excitement to do something unique for a change. I was inspired, and I believe that they were too. At least I hope so. There is a myriad of ideas mining the ground of invitation. There is a myriad of ideas mining the ground of innovation from students and teachers, ranging from genius hour to project-based learning. All you need is the courage and the passage to leap forward. Sometimes you have to pick up your own instruments and play in time with the band against the grain of the status quo. There will be naysayers, there will be intimidators, there will even be echoes of doubt from yourself. Keep the vision at the center that what you're doing is best for all kids. You may have a headquarters up your sleeve and even a Sergeant Pepper. Who knows? There may be a new masterpiece without precedent that you and your kids will create.
That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening to the Principal Liner Notes podcast. Thanks to the Beatles and the Monkees for continuing to inspire. Thanks to the Sky Dogs for the closing musical theme of this podcast. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at smgaylord. If you are listening on any podcast platform and you enjoyed this episode, then please share a five-star review. It sure would be appreciated. Thanks again for taking the time to listen to the Principal Liner Notes podcast. This is Sean Gaylord signing off, and I will catch you on the flip side. Don't forget to celebrate Monday. And remember to save the Texas Prairie Chicken. Monkey fans, that last reference is for you. <laughs>